the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. I'm John O'Walker. I'm a vendor at the Waikato Farmers Market, and I'm a chair of Farmers Market New Zealand. This year, John, you went to the World Farmers Market Coalition in Rome, Tell us a little bit about why you went. Yes, I did. It was really exciting. It was the first uh, time of going abroad to meet with other Farmers Market Association representatives. The coalition's fairly new. It was formed in July two years ago, 2021, as a way of getting Farmers Market Associations around the world to work together and build a community of, of best practice. Um, the coalition was funded initially by um, the FAO, which is part of the United Nations, who, who recognize that the industrial food system is, is failing in many ways, particularly with recent extreme climatic events. And the role of farmers' markets has got a, 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 well, it's a more important role to play in, in the future or will have. And, and Italy's leading the, the way in this. Their union of farmers got together behind local markets and they've developed a, um, a chain of about 1,200 farmers' markets uh, throughout Italy. I mean, there's more of a culture of markets there, but they're increasingly relying on them, those markets to sell uh, local food to local people. Now, what else did you learn? Did, did you sort of bring back any ideas or trends around farmers' markets from Rome for farmers' markets here? Yeah, the, the most overwhelming thing, initially it was the fact that I turned up and there were about 100 people from 50 or 60 different farmers' market associations from, from the places you'd expect, like Canada, USA, and, and Europe, but also from more extreme places like Ghana and Liberia and Ecuador and Alaska. I didn't even know they had farmers markets in Alaska. But uh, the, the, the initially, the, the overwhelming thing was that everyone does the same thing. We all meet on the weekend, put up a gazebo and sell food that's been produced locally and sell it to local people. So straight away, we all felt like a big family and we all do the same thing. And, and so many of the problems are shared. The thing that I came away with more than anything else was that Farmers' markets are important. They are not just a fun thing where a few people turn up to sell a bit of nice food at the weekend. It's, it's a way that people can eat more locally, more sustainably, tastier food, but also food that's going to be there for sale every week and not be uh, affected so much by these uh, extreme climatic events. What lessons did you learn about how other markets dealt with the pandemic? We didn't do so well there. Most farmers' markets uh, around the world were 
were seen or are seen as essential services because they sell food and not they're not just a general market where you might buy craft and, and tourist stuff and, and ready-to-eat food. So most farmers markets were allowed to trade through the pandemic. Um, it makes a lot of sense knowing what we know now that um, outside spaces are much safer. So most farmers markets were allowed to trade, but we weren't. And the frustration was not being able to um, even get to speak to someone um, any higher than sort of MPI, um, who were very helpful, but we could never get near any sort of government ministers uh, to, to discuss this issue. Did you sort of get any tips on how those other markets overseas handled the pandemic around dealing with crowds, for instance? Yeah, it was a lot of work. A lot more staff were involved, spacing stalls out a bit more, uh, implementing sort of one-way systems through the market counting people to make sure crowds didn't develop. Uh, So there's a lot more effort and money spent on on staff and management, but they work. Now, there is a trend, it seems, for more farmers selling online direct to their consumers. How are farmers markets overseas dealing with that trend? Yeah, they are. And and sometimes it's a good idea because a lot of farmers don't have very good people skills. They're brilliant at growing food, but you stand them behind a, a table piled high with food and, and ask them to sell it to the public and, and, and they really struggle. They get nervous uh, and they're not good at communicating. So it's easier to sell it online. But what you lose um, from that, two, two problems arise. People get really lazy. They do all their shopping from, from their phone or their, their tablet. And you lose that community benefit of a market where people gather, where they can talk to the person who's grown the food because of course every other person's got allergies and, and following special diets these days so so that they, they they can talk to the person who's produced it to, to make sure they're happy with what they're buying and that helps to strengthen that link between urban and, and rural communities that's not such a big problem in new zealand tiny population most people have, have got relatives that are still farming but in other parts of the world which are much more urbanized that's really really important so that is a worrying trend. I think I personally would like to firebomb every delivery truck that I see on the road and, and get people to actually go shopping and preferably go shopping at a, for local food and support local businesses. What place do you think farmers' markets have in fixing the food system? Because we heard the Director General of the United Nations talking about global food systems being broken. That's right. Yeah, that was a really powerful statement. In this country, we certainly can't feed the whole population at the moment with the farmers markets that we have, but we can feed some of the population. So at the moment, I I think the role of farmers markets is uh, supportive, but I would love to see more farmers markets. I think every town should have a a, a farmers market and and the bigger places should have several farmers markets where people do a, a significant part of their weekly shop and then just bulk up with the stuff that they can't get at the farmer's market, sort of imported foods and uh, dried foods and, and that type of thing, at a supermarket. I think we, we need both in the system, but I would like to see farmer's markets play a much more important role and people to value the quality of the food and realise that the, the price is, is much better at the farmer's market as well because you're buying direct from the producer and it's fresher and tastier. So I think we need both. 
but I think farmers' markets need to be taken more seriously, particularly by the government, and I think they need to understand that a farmers' market is a market that only sells food, and it's sold by the producer, and it's not a general market or a craft market or anything like that, because there's a huge difference. It's an outdoor, local supermarket, really. Sally was talking there to John O. Walker, who's the chair of Farmers' Markets New Zealand. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.